It's Friday, and you've reached the Kelly Wellen Podcast. On today's podcast, we talk with Makesh Munka about implementing SAP. Coming up next. 420 parts per million. Another glacier gone day. But if you just accept your Lord and Savior, it won't matter in a way. And we are live with Makesh Munka. How are you this morning, Makesh? I am doing very good, Kelly. How are you? Oh, I am doing great. It's snowy outside and cold and uh, beautiful. So looking out my front window here in uh, northern Wisconsin and and uh, enjoying the view. Thanks for asking. Yeah, so, I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the sunny California. Yeah. <laughs> you sure are. So, Makesh, today we're talking about your experience and, and what people should, exper- uh, should expect when they're implementing SAP. How, how long, just for a background, how long have you been working within SAP and how, uh, how many implementations have you been a part of? Okay. I've been actually in SAP world for the last 22 years. I started my career on SAP and I've been kind of part of many SAP implementation journey in the past. So I have been like part of seven big end-to-end SAP implementation where the client has moved down from the legacy system to SAP and have been part of like more than a dozen migration projects where the company has moved down from their ECC to S4 HANA, which is the new enterprise version that SAP has come out since 2014. So yes, definitely all SAP in my blood for the last 22 years. Yeah. What? So when when people make the move or they're they're part of that and getting into that process, is there anything you recommend they do prior and, and focus on to help make the implementation less costly and and less painful for the entire organization? Yeah, I think first of all, uh, the company should look, go through the part of the software selection process, because I know there are many companies who are on legacy ERP systems. Some might be on PeopleSoft, some might be on JD Edwards. I know it's almost changed now. Most of the companies have taken SAP or some other new ERP, but there are still companies like, you know, who are in the legacy ERP and they wanted to move down to SAP. But I think moving down to SAP is definitely a very, very big step that a company thinks about. So there are a lot of things that they should keep in mind. First of all, they should know about what they are trying to achieve with SAP, you know. They should know about their current ERP, what are their top 20 processes, you know, that are definitely running down 90% of their business. So once they know that, then I think they should probably put those requirements in a proposal and kind of see, you know, if SAP can probably be a system who can take care of those 20 processes in in a better way than what they are doing today. So definitely, you know, a demo from SAP on those key processes and then definitely, you know, having their people adapt to SAP, send them for some sort of SAP seminars, training sessions where they could go learn about 
hey, how SAP does those process versus what they are doing today and how it's going to help them in future. Certainly, you know, brings a lot of confidence in a client base. And I have seen like there are many clients who does a three to six months exercise on kind of bringing their team on board about how SAP is going to be extensively helpful in kind of, you know, giving them what they are not able to do with the current ERP, you know, and that's certainly going to help the business. So definitely the 20 key processes they should list down, take a demo from SAP, maybe multiple demos, send their teams for some training or some seminars on SAP. And then definitely once, you know, they feel like everything is good, then I think they should start the next steps. So yeah, that's that's interesting. So so make sure you know your requirements. Um, go through your your process of picking the tool once you start SA. If you decide on SAP before it starts, get some training and some excitement within the organization. That's a I think that's a key uh, a key component here is is getting people excited within the organization. So you have your your enterprise people excited about. SAP coming in because there is some pain when you start that process as as the technology and the um, business process starts to change and it probably will at least a little bit even if you're going to do significant uh, modifications to SAP um, you know it's important to have people excited on the front end because it's it's a it's a long process yeah it's a long process yeah. yeah it's a long process it's a change that you've been using for decades people are used to that. And it's not very easy for them to adopt something like, you know, which they don't get very excited. So in order to get them excited, they should first know about what that system is going to bring to the table. Yeah. What um, do you recommend a, a small pilot like most application development projects? You know, we start with small pilots and then we move, you know, into larger you know, trying to push it as far as we need to within the enterprise. SAP is an inter- usually a much more enterprise type of implementation. Can you do small pilots? Do you do you know small pilots in a number of different areas? What what's your recommendation there? Yeah, my, my recommendation is definitely I am always a big fan of kind of doing a small pilot just to kind of make sure like you know hey what I'm getting into is something which is going to work for me. So what I normally suggest to every company like you know is like hey take out your top two key process, you know, that you feel like are the most complicated process that you have in the company. It could be the order to cash process, could be like procurement to pay process, and and kind of start with a small pilot, you know, bring in, you know, SAP into play, have them implement those two small processes that you are, you know, using in your current company, and try to do the apple-to-apple match about, okay, what you are doing today versus what SAP is going to do with those two processes. How are that aligning together? You know, what are some of the new innovations and the betterment that you are getting with SAP? Definitely, that will give the company a very good, solid understanding about what they are getting into. You know, what new features, functionalities that they could get, which could help the company in the future grow at the same time, it will also help their employees play around, you know, with this new application, get a little bit more used to it and get more excited and make sure, like, you know, this is something that is going to be good for the company. So I am definitely a big fan of a POC, but in certain cases, sometimes the companies, when they are getting out of their licensing mode with their current legacy system, which is no more supported, they are in a rush 
to kind of move down to SAP. But definitely, I think if possible, I would certainly advise every company to at least do a small POC before even they sign a deal with SAP or before even they decide to start the big journey. Got it. Is there are there key things that that happen in all successful implementations? You know, is there like anything common that you you can say here's when an implementation goes you know as well as they can go? These are these are a few things that are are common in those. I would say, like you know, the common things are definitely a very good planning. And, and a very good vision about what you are trying to achieve. Uh, definitely change management, you know, plays a very big role, you know, in all successful SAP implementation. But I would say when you start a SAP implementation, like, you know, as I already mentioned, like, you know, you should be very clear about what you are trying to achieve. You know, what are your top 20 key critical processes, you know, that should work in the new application. At the same time, how your teams is adapted and they know about the technology beforehand and they should not get a surprise saying, hey, in the end, hey, this is the tool now you are going to use. They should know about what this tool is, how it looks like, how it works. So definitely, you know, a lot of training, seminars and other things that are going to help. But once you start your journey, there are two to three very key things that you should keep in mind. One, definitely what I have seen in all successful SAP implementation is like, the client team working very closely with the implementation team. You know, it could be from SAP, it could be from any SAP partner. So the implementation team and the client team should be working very closely. There should be definitely a stand-up every day. There should be a training sessions that should happen after every sprint, I would say, or after every module that has been done you know, uh, on the on the system side. So the team on the client side is pretty much adapted and excited about, you know, what they are seeing, you know. And the, and the most important thing is like they should always make sure from day one they are focused on how all the legacy data, you know, should come with the proper mapping in SAP. Because if you're data, the master data and the transactional data, if they don't come the way it should come on SAP, then none of your process is going to work. And I have seen in many companies where they don't put a lot of attention on the master data and the transactional data, you know, and they only put focus more on the configuration and kind of making the process work, you know, they kind of fail tremendously and they face a lot of problems once they go live. So definitely, you know, we should form a master data team in the company and kind of work on the data piece parallelly, you know, as we are working on the configuration in the in the process side. You know, what you, you know, some of the things that we're talking about, you know, most people in our, in technology or IT, they, they've heard those. But I think what two things you've pointed out that for me have been illuminating the concept of of investing in your employees before an implementation and during for training and on the front end, in, um, getting them exposed to SAP so they start to get excited about what it can do for their specific area, their specific jobs. You know, it costs money because you're 
people are leaving work and they have day jobs and the, the, the operation needs to be running. But so to take that time and investment to get people trained and excited about the project on the front end, and then as, as you're continuing along doing that training, um, I think that's that's really, really interesting. And then the master data part you've mentioned, uh, people probably know that, but it's a good, really good reminder that in today's world, data is king. And so for all of us, we always have to have a good plan for switching systems. So Makesh, Manka, thanks for your time. This has yeah, been and, a great discussion. Yeah. And one other thing I would like to mention before we conclude is like, you know, hey, don't try and I, this is a suggestion to for from me to all the companies don't try to bring in everything what you have in your current legacy system to sap the first time just make sure like you know you have three sections that you nail down one is the absolute required processes one is good to have and one is the future processes so definitely on the day one make sure you focus on the absolutely required one you know, in a much better way. So in that way, on the day one, when you go live, you don't get any problems, at least running the business, because you are not going to achieve 100% of what you have currently in your legacy system into SAP. Definitely, it's a big journey, so it will take time. But on day one, you have to make sure whatever is the critical to run your business is there, and whatever is good to have is something that you can take care of as a support project or as a phase 1.5, phase 2. So that's how, like, you know, I would suggest I have seen that as a big success in the past, and that would be my suggestion to every company to look into that model. Thanks for that point, uh, Makesh. That's uh, that's uh, well noted by all of us. And uh, for everyone else, uh, thanks for listening to the Kelly Wendland Podcast. Makesh, thanks for your time, and have a good Friday. Thank you so much, Kelly, for having me. Thank you so much. Have a nice weekend. You too. Yeah, Miss Deeple's saying